What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers in a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, cartoons, action figures, comics, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, and yes, through my eyes to see me, we got Christopher St. Victor's back in the house. What up, what up, what up? We missed you, buddy. What's going on? Man, I miss you guys. Back in the mix. Yep. Dude I just bought a house, so he had to take care of some, like, grown man stuff. Yep, real life grown up over here. But you're back wow. to talk about, like, cartoons and comic books, so welcome back, Chris. That's welcome it. Glad back. to be back. Thank you. How was your week? What are well, you we- doing? What are you playing? <laughs> what are you watching? <laughs> I'm not playing anything. I'm not watching anything. I'm just moving and unpacking. But what's great is I'm, un- I'm uncovering a lot of toys. I'm covering a lot of my comics. And for once, I have my entire collection under one roof, not in someone's garage, not in storage. I got everything in my house back under my control. So I'm excited for future collector's corners. I got a ton of stuff to show, you know, from the years, from when I was a kid, from when being, being a collector. So I'm hyped. I'm, You've been I'm, sitting I'm on a gold mine over there. A gold mine, a gold <laughs> mine, a gold mine. I'm, I'm just scratching the surface with the latest collector's corner. So I'm itching to show you guys. Well, I got a question for you since you've been out for, man, it feels like years. I know. At this point. I know. We know you definitely watch one movie, so no spoilers. We're not talking about it again. Any of you who missed last week's podcast, we were talking about Spider-Man. It's probably the best cast we have, except for Chris wasn't there, which was really tragic. Can you sum up your movie-watching experience in one or two sentences for us, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. It was probably one of the greatest experiences I've had in a superhero movie in my life, to be honest with you. It hit you in kind of feels that you didn't know a superhero movie could hit you in. And ooh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it went back. It went deep, and you know, when things happened, and you know, I was along with the crowd. Like it was like it was almost like I was in a live show. The way people were, were reacting, it was almost like we were at a play. The way people were reacting in the theater. This is the appropriate three brothers and a shot of milk back at you live in action, not live at all. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's good to have you back, man. Thanks, man. It's great to be back. Jack, what have you been doing? I mean, it's been a short week since we recorded that Spider-Man. So have you done uh, Yeah, it's been like two days. It's been like two days. So what's up with you? Um, I've had a, a busy two days. Got my pickups finally. I got my Berserk 6, which came out this last week. I'm sad that this series is coming to an end because it's a limited run. Picked up my Strange Academy, which I've been faithful with since the original drop. And I'm liking the content. It's, it's getting to that point where... You know, comics go on for a little while and the stories start getting a little more expansive, but it's cool. And then, of course, I got to get my Peach Peach pickups. Yeah. So I got my Peach new covers. She's got the Devil's Reign. And then she hit us with this Miss Marvel cover, which is pretty sick. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Rich, what's up with you? I'm looking at Witcher. Yeah. Um, I'm in like episode five, I believe. Um, doing that. Enjoying it. Been playing my Halo Infinite, going through the campaign, and uh, Borderlands 3, you mm. know, leveling up some more, playing with my brothers and a couple of his people, and having a good co-op time. Co-op is very important. Also, I'm just going to point out a gripe to Halo Infinite, which really let me down. The fact that they don't have co-op on the campaign. Like, since Halo came out, there's always been co-op, but now, for whatever reason, there isn't. And allegedly, there's gonna, it's going to come out in May, which is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. May. You're messing up 343. Uh, May. Yeah, in May. When they drop like uh, some season stuff. 
listen, I don't want to be grim, but we might not even be around in May. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I plan to be here in May. Yeah, Jack, Jack, are you predicting are you, are you predicting Armageddon? Listen, we're all planning on being here in May. And they're planning on dropping their thing in May. So let's Jack, see you turn in May. We got it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hey, sorry, don't put me on blast eight, like eight, that, mother. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Nice, Rich. Uh, my week hasn't been much of a week between our last cast, but I did finish The Witcher. Yeah. Eh, eh, it's okay. It's all right. I mean, I felt like I didn't get as much Witcher as I wanted. I felt like we spent so much time with elf politics and yeah. kingdoms. I'm like, I just don't care. Give me Henry Cavill. Give me a sword. Give me a monster. Let's just let's just Witcher this thing. And I felt like it tried to Game of Thrones politic it too much. And that might be the book, but it, I felt kind of boring to me in those parts. And there yeah, were a lot can't... of those parts. And you establish something, not not to spoil or, or go into that because we're not really diving into The Witcher, but when you establish a thing, it it almost never serves you to then go back and change that thing you've established as a thing. And right. that's kind of what this started feeling like. Like, you guys, you establish what this world is and how it operates in the first season and definitely in the top of this one. Where are we going? Like episode one, for those who've seen it, I was expecting more of that. Yeah. Like Lone Wolf and Cub. And it kind of, the Lone Wolf and Cub story kind of takes a supporting part for a while as we deal with the politics. So that might be some people's jam. Wasn't mine, but I still enjoyed the elements of it. Season three, if they come out with a season, season three, I'm back. So I'm watching. But it was kind of like, now there's the spinoff. That's how I guess we'll talk about that in the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll cover that in the news. But um, yo, Chris. Yes, Lawrence. I got a question for you. What's that, Lawrence? What superheroes don't wear capes? What superheroes don't wear capes, Lawrence? Moms and dads. You know what? <laughs> right here, Lawrence. <laughs> right <Wow>. here. <laughs> <laughs> Try to poo poo on that. Try to poo poo on right that. Here. Right here. In the fields, right, right? In the fields. Right fields, baby. The fields. Well, we know who this joke was for, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Okay. And even oh, say yeah. He's wiping the tears away. <laughs> he understands me. I feel it. I feel it. We don't even need to redeem that joke because that joke was tender and warm, but we're still going to go down the street. Make left at the light or right at the stop sign. That brings us to the collector's corner. It's Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something off our bookshelf, something out of our video game case, and we showcase it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got? My show and tell item today is my retro 1984. A team number one comic book. Ooh, that's cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they made those? He probably didn't even know they existed. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Mr. T on the cover. You got the whole A team spread out in dramatic, you know, action poses around him. And I had to get it because, yo, man, it's just fun as hell. I don't know what he's. It looks like he like turned out some gems, or he's like standing over them. Or that's Mr. T. Listen, you, you think Chuck Norris is a legend? <laughs> Wait, well, Mr. T. I pity the fool. But Jack, that has a nine freaking nine point whatever. What what, what grade is that? That's a nine How much is that worth? 
Ah, a couple hundred. Oh, just a couple hundred. Couple you know, hundred. You know. I have like a thousand comics worth a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not entirely inaccurate at this point. <laughs> Rich, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? What you got? Oh, that's right. That's what we're doing. Um, <laughs> so I was looking through, I was looking through my pops, and I uh, came across this one. There was a show that came out. It was called The Son of Zorn, oh. and I have pop a pop of Zorn. What it was, it was a comedy, and Zorn was like a spinoff of, uh, if you can tell, He Man. He pretty much he was animated, and then comes to the real world. And then he came and he had like doing like a wild like uh, spring break type of thing. Ended up getting a girl pregnant. Wow, uh, and escalated fast. Yeah, comes to find out now he's out adventuring, doing what he does in his 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 realm. You know, finds out he has a son, comes back, tries to be the good father and everything, living in an apartment, and it's it's pretty. I enjoyed it. Like some of y'all probably won't like it, but I enjoy. It. I like little quirky little things like this. But um, but yeah, he's trying to 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 be a father to his son, trying not to be a deadbeat dad. <laughs> Gets a regular job in an office, but uh, you know, doing still trying to be like a hero, like a barbarian hero in the office and like pushing people the wrong way and whatnot. But yeah, it's, it's a good watch. Yeah, Thou watch. shalt not leave the paper in the printer. I remember no. that. It only lasted one or two said, seasons, that's not, right? That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not like, nah, you got the wrong content there. <laughs> I, think, I think it was like two seasons. It was, it was on Hulu. It was on Fox. Oh, I thought it was on Fox, no? No, yeah, but yeah, well, you go watch it on Hulu. So I know my New York guys, you know the, the, the toy store in downtown Nyack, Funny Business? It's still there. It's on Main Street in Nyack. It's a real shout out to them. It's, it's, it's a really cool store. When I was in a, when I was out there, they're still open, which is great. So they had a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of action figures. Who's action figures? Yes. Wow. So this that is important. Right. Yeah. So this is important. So we just posted on Instagram the new Martian Manhunter from McFarland Toys. This one is actually a prototype of one of the figures they tested. So if you could see up close, it's actually hand painted. This figure because this figure was never actually made for release. Oh wow. So at least that's how did, how, that's how did you get that? He was selling it loose for like 40 bucks. And I'm like, okay, I bought the story. Whether the story is true or not, who knows? But that, <laughs> that, that, that's what the guy told me. Oh, I say I, the colors is, on that look great. Yeah, it is. Hand, you can see it is hand painted. You can tell by the shading up close that it is hand painted. But uh, yeah, it doesn't have as much articulation as a lot of the other figures, but it, it's pretty dope. So that's sick, man. Yeah, man. Nice. And there's one more thing I want to show. So. A couple weeks ago, we had that. Con- I, I I made the the stupid stepbrothers reference, and I said if someone gets the reference, they win a prize. Yes. So we have a winner. We'll announce her on. She knows she won. We'll announce her on Instagram. But I want to show that. I want to show the amazing prize she won. Is these diecast nice G.I. Joe figures nice. that we featured once on our Instagram, and this will go to our our contest winner. We appreciate you for listening. Appreciate you guys for participating. Tell us who's in that lineup. You got so six the lineup, of them in there. Yeah, so we got Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, Duke, Baroness, Destro, and Storm Shadow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that looks right. We're official, guys. We're doing giveaways and stuff. We're just giving stuff away. I'm getting asked <laughs> to review people's comics. Yo, we're, we're growing up. We're, we're growing big, big time. time. Big time. <laughs> Man. Um, Download, like, subscribe. Leave us a review. It really helps, helps with the algorithm. algorithm. Yes. So, uh, 
McFarlane Toys came out with the three Jokers lineup, right? Now, I have my Batman and Red Hood on the way, but curse you, Amazon, for delaying that two months. Delay. So I had to cancel that sucker. But GameStop came through, and I got the toy that I really wanted to get. Out of the three Jokers, the one that I wanted the most was that Killing Joke. Oh, man. This joint is sick. He comes with the purple trench coat, which is soft goods, so it's pliable. His hat's also soft goods. It's pliable. He's wearing that hat. He comes with that camera from the cover of The Killing Joke. Yeah. Um, and what's so dope about this figure is if you look here, McFarlane always kills it with the face sculpt. They actually shadowed over his eyes, so the shadow of the brim of his hat is yeah, like right there. Uh, this, this toy, and that's all the articulation of a McFarlane toy. And since the uh, coat is soft goods, you can actually stand them up pretty good. Now, the problem with McFarlane, not McFarlane, but Warner Brothers in DC is they put out a mandate that their toys can't have guns anymore. So oh, really? Weird crowbars. He shouldn't have a crowbar. This is for uh, Death in the Family, but they can't come out with guns because they put out that mandate. So no more guns for Red Hood, no more guns for anybody. But oh. McFarlane still gave him a fist that can hold a gun. I think so. If like you're a collector or a customizer, you can find a gun that can fit his hand. On your own. I'll Red Hood, no guns? I know. Wait, I know. So they give wait. him a crowbar. It doesn't make any sense. Can you talk about that mandate more? Wait, is it for all toys? or how, how No, just uh, DC Warner Brothers stuff. DC Warner, okay. So anything under Warner Brothers brand won't have guns, which is why all the Jokers now don't have guns. Red Hood doesn't have guns. Um, Deathstroke, I think, just has swords. Um, I don't... The uh, Peacemaker toy. I was like, where's his Desert oh. Eagle? He doesn't have them. Oh, oh, oh. oh my goodness. You know, they rebranded the Punisher. I mean, that's Marvel, but rebranded the Punisher and they gave him like samurai swords and all this. I know it's a mandate for Warner Brothers. Maybe Disney's following suit. I don't know. But um, Punisher way, with swords. Yeah. Come on. Swords are fine. Come on. Come swords on, y'all. Oh. <laughs> but uh, this toy is sick to me. This is sick. This is going in the display. Hopefully, I'll get the Batman and Red Hood to go along with it down the line. I will say this. If you are actually playing with your toys, having swords is actually a little funner than having guns that don't projectile. Mm. Mm. I I got a hard, hard opposition to that, Jack. (laughs) There ain't nothing like imaginary bullets. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Some of these guys should have guns. Some should have swords. What we don't need is these generic Crowbars. Yeah, you're right. The crowbar has Anti- nothing to do with the killing joke joke. Marvel comics Marvel comics to remove guns from Punisher and other superheroes. Oh wow. Okay. 2000, 2001, excuse me. Oh wow. That's well, there that goes. But that's all we got for the collector's corner. Now I have to say something real quick, guys. He's gotta say it. Just because you a geek doesn't mean you can't look fly. Let's go to Rich's fashion. Freaking roll, man. Well, Rich, you'll go last. That way, we, your, your shirt doesn't blow us out the water. Here on the Fashion Roll, man, we show you guys that you can look cool being a geek. What do you guys got on? What do I see? What shirts do we have here? Uh, I'm wearing a shirt that Rich saw. I think he saw it when we did our solo cast, which is a few weeks ago. It's a Batman shirt with villain mashup in the Batman insignia. But you got Mr. Freeze, Joker, Two-Face, Poison Ivy. Oh, sick. 
Yeah, I like this shirt. I picked it up at uh, oh, where I picked it up, like some sort of retro thrift store, vintage thrift store. It was sitting on the racks, and I was like, "Yo, that <laughs> looks that looks right." So I had to get it. Nice, 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 nice. I got a classic X Men shirt. I'm kind of digging in the crates right now for clothes. So <laughs> I, I got stuff everywhere. Look, so. This segment's just for rich. Don't it is for rich. Have a new shirt every week because I'm gonna let you down. <laughs> but but I, I love seeing man those those classic '90s X Men drawings are some of my favorite. Oh, oh yeah. so pouchy, oh, so yeah. muscular. You know so how mad do. muscular <laughs> and pouchy. Yeah, Even Cyclops got pouch. What's pouches everywhere? Pouches, pouches, pouches. Dude. Um, I don't got nothing on but my bathrobe because it's the morning <laughs> here. But if I'm gonna wear a bathroom, I'm gonna wear it right. So I got That's my it. man <laughs> bathrobe. Very comfortable. That's All right, Rich, show us what you got on. Let's just get on with it. It's nothing. It's just small Deadpool. That's really just Deadpool basic insignia. Nothing special. No, I wasn't feeling it today. I was like, ah, but I needed to put something on. I was just gonna put a regular black t-shirt on, but I was like, no, no, we can't do that. So yeah, yeah, but Deadpool. but that that Deadpool shirt is you cannot it's it, it demands attention. It's big. It's big. It's big and it's simple. Like it's that simple. drawing is so simple, I feel confident that I could pull it off. It's simple. You can wear that with some jeans and some Jordans, and it's like it's dope. You're ready. You're and ready. I have. See? And if the alternative was you showing up Sans shirt, it's nice that you put this on. Since we created a whole segment for you, it's nice. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, participating, Rich. Rich shows up with no shirt at all. It's like no shirt. It's like I guess we're not doing this segment today. Oh man, nice shirts, guys. Nice shirts. I think it's time for the news. It's time for the news. So we have some trailers that just dropped, man. Uh, we have that Witcher uh, Blood Origin trailer that dropped. What you guys think about that bad boy? That thing looked like Elf Quest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it takes place 1,200 years before the events of The Witcher. I saw no magic. I saw no. I, I saw a bunch of people running around and jockeying their axes from right hand to left hand like 20 times in a two-minute trailer. Man, we got Michelle Yao in this joint, man. It's going to be All sick. Right. Can we talk I about her? Be because she's becoming one of my new favorite. He, everything she does, she's just fantastic. She's been fantastic yeah. since I saw her in freaking Super Cop with Jackie Chan back in the day. I'm like, where is her movie? Yep. Finally getting her roses. But she's she's been dope. Crouching Tiger, she's been fire. Yeah. She's I a mean, legend in the industry. Absolutely. I ain't, I ain't taking away from any of that. I'm taking away from... It was, was a teaser. Trailer even it was, showing it. it was a little teaser. And I think it was actually a uh, post credit of um the series, the, the season two, which was a little post credit thing at the end of it. So we'll see, man. If you I mean elves, well, listen, Lawrence, you, you were just talking about the elves and how much you love the elf politics. <laughs> yeah, I here don't. We go. But this didn't like politics, it's like they were fighting. Yeah, so, until you get into the scene after them running around moving their axes from hand to hand. Now they're gonna talk politics. Oh, then I'm out. I'm out. I'm you gonna, out. You're going to carry that axe in your right hand or your left hand, but not carry your right hand. I'll say this. With Witcher, uh, Night of the Wolf, so far, I've liked the companion pieces more than the actual show. So if I this follows suit, I don't know. Live action? I don't know. We also got that Naomi trailer that just dropped. Um, 
She's looking like X Menish, right? She got yeah. powers. She's being recruited. Yeah, X Menish fair. Let me ask you guys a question. With all this content coming out, is there still a place for CW superhero shows? Yes. Because yes. Yeah. Because CW. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, thank you, <laughs> like. <laughs> well said, Jack. Well said. Superheroes are meant to be um, what's the word? Malleable to yeah. to the audience. So right now. The young adult audience, that tween audience, that teenage audience still needs to be served. Yeah. And CW is serving them superhero content that's catered to them. It was Vampire Diaries before that. Before that, it was Smallville. So they still they still like their content with that angst. They like it like that, which is great. And we like our content. It's not, all, it's not on anymore, but we know that Netflix gritty content. So you can turn superheroes and cater it to whatever audience and CW's killing it. Great. Berlanti, who produces all these things, is like one of the biggest producers in Hollywood. Like these shows work. I think where I'm at now in my life, I'm either for gritty or really childish. Like I could take, you know, a kid show or I can take an adult show. But the teenage angst, I have a hard time like consuming it. I know what's funny about that is Marvel's kind of in the middle though. They're they're not really kitty. And they are adult, but they They're often fam- tend to shirt their adult family. They're like old school family movies. I yeah, can take that. I, I'm good with that. But the teenage angst and the you know the love triangles and the love story, the Dawson's Creek that they the Dawson's Creekness they inject into every show. I kind of have a hard time with. Well, I'm sorry, Chris. Are you trying to tell us that you're a grown adult man? <laughs> almost, almost. Uh, don't uh, don't go too far now. <laughs> Wait, I'm, look, stop knocking on the CW, man. Without the CW, half this stuff wouldn't exist. They kept superheroes thriving when they, they said did. it shouldn't have been on true. television. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So show them some, put some respect on the CW name. Like I know, like CW gets its uh, it's branded as like teenage stuff, but it's really not, man. There's some great things. The Flash is dope. And it's been on for like eight years or, or whatever. So you're going to have seasons that lull. Any show that has like an eight-year run or seven-year run will have seasons that lull. They don't have the budget that Disney has, but who does except like HBO? Right. So the and now effects, Paramount. And now we'll see. We'll see. We'll They're see. Looking like they got some money over I there. I want to see Halo in like season six and see if it still looks like the pilot. Because all pilots look great. Yeah. Um, so... We'll see, but the CW is the reason why we have all this stuff in the first place. I give them that credit. I just, uh, may, I may, I might not be the the, the perfect audience for, for this stuff. You may not be. Yeah. But they come out, I mean, that crisis event I keep talking about, they come out with bangers, bro. And remember when Arrow dropped? Arrow. Oh, that was fire. Yeah, Arrow, fire. Arrow, yeah, Arrow's dope. And then, and then it turned into like some, you know, not to denounce, but it, it, it turned soap opery, romancy, really kind of quickly there after a of season. Of course it did. Because, like, what makes, like, look at Grey's Anatomy. Look at, like, the shows that have been on for 10 years, nighttime soaps. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that was the second year. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes money, baby. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I, get, I, I, I can't prove this. But if you look at, like, the Netflix stuff and see maybe some of the Disney stuff, the CW is like, we're not letting go of our young female demographic just because you boys want to dress up as superheroes. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. You, you know, you know, uh, I, I know plenty of girls like to dress up as superheroes too, though. 
Yeah, but there's a reason why every superhero in the CW has washboard abs and shirtless, like, at least once every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and not just saying the girls like it. It's for the boys, too, but specifically they're selling. There's, there's a sex appeal to their young soapiness. But let's get on with the news. Rich. Yo. Splinter Cell. It's getting a remake, man. Yeah. Ubisoft Toronto's remaking Splinter Cell. Uh, they're in the early stages of development. What is... um? What's why a remake do you think instead of just a sequel or another chapter? Are they remaking the first game, the first story arc? Uh, didn't really get too much of that, but um, but they're pretty much doing it trying to get the uh, some new new audience, new blood into into the into the series. Um, yeah, I mean, all, all I can say to that is like, hopefully, hopefully, they don't mess it up and they they deliver what they say they're going to do i mean with the with the the new engine and everything that they're using should be it should be dope if they if they stay true to it because the other ones were great, were great in my opinion okay you know what's interesting about video game remakes i i've almost never experienced the same emotional response as i do when i see uh a lot of movie remakes i'll see movie remakes from our from our youth mm-hmm. and I, sometimes i'm like uh why just leave it alone and we'll talk about that a little bit today, I'm sure. But, but I almost never experienced that with video games because, God, graphics have just right. changed. And, and video games are such a visual medium with, the, I mean, obviously the story matters, but I don't know. You know, it's like, like I'm dying to see, uh, when, when am I going to get my Chrono Trigger remake? I'm mm. dying. For decades, I've been dying. I think with video games, you get that because with movies, like say if they were going to say, we're going to remake Back to the Future, you'd be like, you're not going to make it better. Right. But with, but with video games, you know for a fact it's going to be better just right. because the technology has advanced so much that, that, that the graphics will be better, the capabilities are going to be better. So that's probably why you don't have that. As long as they don't jack the story. You know, yeah. That's the thing. Anytime like someone they, starts dabbling. Like I played a little bit of the remake for Final Fantasy and man, just it's a major upgrade in graphics and yeah. just playing through the scene like you already played through it again but now you're playing it through another uh, another visual aspect of so, so what's final the, fantasy remake. a remaster and a remake then like a remaster well, a just- remaster is just amping the thing that's already there a remake is ground up zero rebuilding the thing yeah and so like the the like my only issue with the final fantasy oh my god dude the, i cannot tell you like I felt like I was meeting my childhood hero playing that game. That's that's how incredible the graphics looked. That's how stoked I was to be playing that game. And my only gripe about it was you literally never leave Midgar. You're like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, that was yeah, that was the thing. But I mean, they're they're coming out with a second half. Yeah, of it, so. when it's already been two years. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And, that, and we've already established doing. might not be here in May. So well, on, no, 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 no. You established <laughs> you might not be here. I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going. We got too many movies and TV shows to watch, Jack. We got no, to go the Flashpoint. To go back to that, um, that's that's what a lot of uh, these studios are doing now. They're they're not dropping the full content all at once. Yeah. They're dropping it in like seasons. Or like yeah. they're, they're segmenting it. And I'm just like, I wouldn't have like, a problem with that if they were consistent, though. But right, like the right, Final right. Fantasy game dropped two years ago. Yeah. Come on. But um, yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem that everyone is really having in the whole the whole video game uh, sector because you know you're not you're not truly getting like a full game. Like I was just saying with with Halo Infinite, you're not getting like the full game. You're waiting for like little yeah. features to come out along like several months later. 
sometimes like, even like a year later. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and you're and, like, you're and you're paying full price for it. So it's like what that's where they get you because they know you will. Because they know you will. But it's like, do you remember when the Matrix Two dropped and mm-hmm. there was yeah. zero ending to that thing? Yeah. That's what some of these games feel like now. You're like, what? And then you're like, okay, cool, bet. I'll play the next one. But don't make me wait five years. Next on the news. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm such a casual gamer. Chris and I are like, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, sure. that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this, man. Disney is rebooting Zorro as a telenovela-style TV series starring Wilmer Valderrama. Fez. Fez. Okay. This is freaking dope. Because this should be fun. It should be action-packed. They got that Disney money and all them, like, super, stop trying to make everything black. Stop trying to make everything Spanish. Use your own IP. Well, then watch this. Watch this, my non-people of color Mexican audience. Watch this. And show to us we don't need to turn Batman Mexican. Show to us that you will tune in for Zorro. (laughs) Prove it. Because if you don't tune in for Zorro, then there will be a Mexican Batman. There will be a Mexican Batman. Because you will watch that. Zorro's not white? Why? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Why? There's going to be somebody going, why do you got to keep turning characters? (laughs) We don't see you. We're not going to turn this. Like, guys, Zorro is a Latinist. Since when? Somebody mad. Zorro's played by a Spanish dude. Wow, that's funny. I'm excited for that, though. That looks good. Yo, John Wick 4 delayed its release for like a year. Yeah. It's supposed yeah, to come out. Because the Matrix mm-hmm. happened. And Is COVID. Ah. Uh, come well. on, man. What, what, what world have you been living in? Of course Omnic- it's delayed. Omnicron. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in May. This is the reason why we have to live past May, Jack. Oh, it's supposed man. to come out in May. Now. But now March 23, 2023 is being pushed back to March. 223? A whole well, maybe year maybe almost. the pushback is because they know something's happening, man. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was because it was like bumping up against Mission Impossible. I got oh. what? Ooh, and when we get in our Top Gun movie? You know, I'm not a Top Gun guy. That's got nothing to do with one. I've never watching. seen Top Gun. You see Top Gun? All right, so we've gone back to two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I mean, seen since, Top Gun. Since we're out here confessing. No, how have you I never rich? watched? Have you never wait, seen? Wait, wait, what? There's this nothing appealing to me about Top Gun. Yo, you guys, I know the references. Gun? I know all the references. <laughs> I know Maverick how dope Goose. it is from what I'm told, like but I never watched it. Like, I never, like, fighter pilots? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. That's dope. You, you saw I, I, Iron Eagle, though, right? I know you saw Iron Eagle. I don't know which one I saw. The one with Lugas Jr.? There's, like, a bunch of them. Right. <laughs> I wasn't into that Iron Eagle, Top Gun, G.I. Joe-like. I was just was not uh, into that stuff. That's an 80s staple, man. I'm like, if you ain't got a cape, a mask, or a sword, then I'm like, not really with you. I'm not. I did see Hot Shots. That counts. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't count. That counts. I kind of saw Top Gun when I saw Hot Shots. Oh, um, big news, guys. Freaking Michael Keaton, according to, I guess, the Warner Brothers UK website, has been included in the cast list for Batgirl. Which is freaking weird. Because we already were like, what universe is this? Now I'm really like, what universe is this? 
Because there's no way he's not playing anyone else other than Bruce Wayne in this movie. Of course not. He can't. He has to play Bruce Wayne. But you got Bruce Wayne who's like older than Gordon, J.K. Simmons, or the same age. We're looking at a Batman Beyond. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. You're finally getting what you wanted. Not really. Maybe Batgirl is... Batgirl Beyond. Batgirl Beyond. I'm cool with it, man. I'm not the biggest fan of Batman Beyond or Terry McGinnis. I feel like it could be anybody. It's the suit and Bruce, old Bruce Wayne that we need. Terry is like, could be anybody. It doesn't really matter. I'm sorry. Sorry, you Batman Beyond fans. Yeah. could be anybody. Yo, that's two things. Lawrence is just like trying to <laughs> annex all our listeners today. Exactly. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But what's cool about this is, is that we're looking at it like it doesn't make sense. But we don't know what the world looks like post-Flashpoint. And you know what? But we still know it's DC content. And DC just been botching it, botching, Have they botching it. They haven't, though. Come on. Wonder yeah. Woman killed the game. Uh, Wonder Woman won. The first, the fir- yeah, yeah, the first one. First one, Shazam did well. Yeah, Aquaman the destroyed one? the game. Yeah, okay. The Snyder Cut was top freaking superhero movies of the year. Yeah, but it was like none. 20 movies rolled into one with no lights. We, we, all, we, all, we all know that longer does not mean better, Jack. It's about the width. <laughs> it's about the girth. <laughs> and that film was pretty girthy. It was very meaty, baby. Um... And another thing on another uh, website, I think the UK official website to Warner Brothers, there's two other names add on the cast list for Flashpoint. And that is one, I'm going to butcher her name and I'm sorry. Auntie's True, who played Fiora in um, Man of Steel. And Michael Shannon was added to the cast list of Flashpoint. So he ain't playing Zod in that. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Restore the Snyderverse. Flashpoint. He goes to a different timeline, man. We got to say Michael Shannon is one of the best villains we've had. I mean, Thanos and Michael Shannon, because they both had actual humanity behind what they were doing. True story. They had met Michael Shannon one time. Did you? The guy was incredibly nice. He seems like it. That's good to know. I like him. So I'm happy to hear that. So I'm very excited to see what they're doing over there. That's the news. That was the news. Now I think it's time to stop smiling and being all giddy giddy like we all like cool and stuff because I think it's time to put your mouth where your fist is. <laughs> whoa, 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 you <laughs> yeah. yeah, whoa, that came out a little too that easy. Came out. <laughs> I turned like the fist him. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a debate. Let's get ready to rock. Guys, man, we have been blessed or cursed, depending how you look at it, with long-awaited sequels dropping out of nowhere. We're talking about Ghostbusters. We're talking about The Matrix. We're talking about Dumb and Dumber 2. We're talking about a lot. (laughs) Are we talking about Dumb and Dumber 2? Someone's talking about it. (laughs) Between that and Ghostbusters, it shows you the extremes of the good and bad of long-awaited sequels. If you can come out with a sequel to a movie that is at least 10 years old. At least the last time you saw this character, this movie had to be 10 years ago, at least. What would be your long-awaited sequel and why? So I'll go. I'm going to catch some heat for this, but I don't care. I know everyone was uh, giving this movie shit, but um, I enjoyed it. Equilibrium. You know what? Equilibrium. I enjoyed Equilibrium. (laughs) The gun kata was cool. It kind of like pushed Push what we imagine that to be, but I would like to see what happens after. Do you like give me? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> All right, 
Wait, you want an equilibrium too? I want an equilibrium too. Like in the movie theaters, I like like. <laughs> 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 you you, you, you want to pay money it. for that? Because I didn't watch Equilibrium in the theater. I, I got I saw the DVD. I'm like, huh, this looks interesting. And so I you want you want a sequel to that that you so happen to scroll past on Netflix. Like you're not trying to go to the theaters to drop twenty yeah. bucks to see it. You're just like, I'll oh, be, it's Equilibrium too. Yeah, I'll be good with that. <laughs> all right. I don't even know what to say. Equilibrium too. And then also, wait, I, I gave you all the monies in the world. You can have all the monies. In the I gave world. you I all. I'm a simple man with my movies. I don't need all the money <laughs> in the world. I just need. I don't money. like my movies. Good. I don't like. I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I just need to make this happen. Fair enough. And then, and then, my second movie. I know we just need one, but my second movie. I want a Dawn of the Dead, but I kind of want a Dawn of the Dead prequel because I've been li- I've been listening to a lot of zombie content right now, and I'm getting a lot of um, how did the outbreak happen? And that's one of the things. I mean, I like it about the 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 um the Romeros and whatnot and a lot of stuff that I, I look at. Like you just you don't know how it happened, it's just you're just in it. Yeah. Right. You get a little bit of the life before and then boom, you wake up and the world is going to shit. Which I like. I love that. But sometimes I want to know, hey, how did it happen? Who was patient zero if it was a patient? What was ground zero? Where did it come from? Is someone making like, you know, moves to to solve? I'm with that. A prequel to the original Dawn of the Dead. I'm with that. I'm not sure that a prequel fits the category, but I think we're going to give it to you. We'll get, well, once he gave us equilibrium, we'll take anything. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, man, Uh, what's up? What you got? I got, I saw this for two seconds and that's it. Beetlejuice 2, hands down. You son oh, of a yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. those were the grab. That's why I was glad oh, I, went, I went early. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we might be getting it. There's you might rumors. be eating them words. Let's find out. The I last, hope so. The last time I wow. checked, it looks like it was shelved. The last time I did some research on it. So who knows? This week we got it. We're getting a Michael Keaton Assange. So if anything, the next five years, he probably can get anything made. People yep. would watch that movie. Oh, Beetlejuice People would. Too? My my fear of Beetlejuice, and, and it would pick up right where we left off. He's still waiting in the waiting room. He's yeah, still in the on. waiting room. <laughs> we have to. I'm and making I, a Beetlejuice movie. That's where it is because he he was like you know seven billion away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I and I don't want them to like jump into CGI. I like there's something about the puppetry and the the simplicity of the effects. Man, it needs to be like that. It can't get all CGI and stuff. It needs to be like freaking puppets, like Tim Burton. Like masters, so. yeah. Stop animation. Yes, yeah, yeah. Stop motion. So good job, Chris. You stole mine, but good job, Jack. You. What you got? I got to think. I got two honorable mentions. Um, one of which I actually kind of don't want to have a sequel. Big Lebowski. I'd rather not have a sequel to it, hmm. but it's kind of an honorable mention. What would I, the sequel be? Well, it'd have to be whoever's left in the original cast coming back to just chill. Well, maybe there's a big bowling comp, a national competition that they're part of this time. <laughs> <laughs> Only one thing can bring the guys back. <laughs> exactly. Um, Space Quest would be awesome to have. Uh, uh, that was one of the funniest movies, I think. Space Quest, surprisingly funny. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, but the if I had all the monies in the world and I you're going to steal my second sequel, choice. I know you're going to steal my freaking second choice. There's no way. Yes, there is. I hope it is. That would prove our friendship. But I don't think you're this cool. (laughs) 
big trouble, trouble, little trouble in little and it would be kurt russell coming back to reprise the role jack burton have to be that's the sequel the sequel is kurt russell coming back jack you stole my second choice you stole my second choice it's my that's my first choice my first choice. <laughs> Y'all saw me mouth it as he was saying it, right? <laughs> yep. You said it, we have it recorded. It's on there. Well, what that does mean is our friendship remains we, intact. Uh, Barely because it was your second choice. But Beetlejuice is a pretty phenomenal first choice. So I guess we can still be friends. <laughs> wow. Yo, but tell me why. Why would Big Trouble in Little China be a great sequel? It'd be a great sequel. You can have the dude that died, like his corpse is still sort of alive, and the woman gives birth to like her granddaughter has the green eyes or whatever. He's trying to marry the woman. So like it's her the granddaughter he's after. And of course, the 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 freaking father of that child gotta put Chris Pratt in it because Kurt Russell's not running and gunning like he used to. No, but Kurt get Russell a... would have to be. Oh, he's still, still in Burton. it. Oh, yeah. Jack Burton is like Grandpa freaking Jack. Yeah. Of them stories he was telling around the campfire, around the fireplace, it's all real. And we need to suit up. Because this world is cool, man. It's got magic. It's got oh, martial man. arts. Yep. Well, and we, we can go to China this time and not just Chinatown in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> big trouble in big China. China. <laughs> big trouble in big China. Jack, somebody give Jack all the money. To Rich, question. you look skeptical. What is Space Quest? <laughs> I have that question Fair. too. What Fair. is Space Quest? Space Quest is Tim Allen. Alan Rickman oh, was in it. Ah, yeah. Galaxy yeah. Quest, sir. Galaxy Quest. Oh, Galaxy Quest. Yes. Oh, my God. What I'm Googling, I'm like, Space Quest? Okay. Now like, you're right. Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest Galaxy Quest. That'd be um, great. Because Galaxy Quest was funny as hell. Yeah. But you, we, don't have, we don't have, um, I we know. don't have Alan. I know. Yeah. God, God rest us. Yeah. But we got, we got Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen. We can make that work. All right. So I'm going to give my, like, fifth choice. And this isn't even a good choice, but I would love to see it. And this is just put me put my black card on the line. I know I know what it's going to be. I know what it's going to be. Say it. The Last Dragon? The Last Dragon 2! <laughs> yes! The Last Dragon 2, man. Give me old man Leroy. Harlem's been quiet for 25 years. Show enough. And all of a sudden, the show enough makes his way back to Harlem <laughs> and his league of assassins. And old man Leroy has to train up a young Leroy. A young Leroy, played by Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. Man, and imagine, no, because The Last Dragon was a cultural phenomenon. You had a black hero. One of the first like black action heroes in movies with music because it was produced by Barry Gordy. So the music was the best music ever. And then you had freaking martial arts and like it, it encompassed so many things for a group of people who don't get to do that. And we still have yet to have that again in, in outside of like a IP or a Black Panther. So how dope would like The Last Dragon 2 be? Man. Sick. Yeah. It's not Beetlejuice or or Big Trouble in Big China, but I still watch <laughs> The Last Dragon too. Yep. Nice pulls, guy. Nice pull. Equilibrium too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about it. that one. You would love it. Oh man. I think it's time for the main event. It's, it's time, time for, for the, the main, main event. event. Sorry, Jack, I stole your, your tagline <laughs> on that one. Let's try it again. I think it's time for the main topic. 
<laughs> if, if you, you say, say so, <laughs> yo, Matrix Resurrection dropped on HBO Max. Who in a million years would have thought we'd be watching a sequel to The Matrix at home? It's also in the theaters. Spoilers for those of you who don't want the movie spoiled. Now's a good time to opt out. We'll just pause. Just pause and come right yeah, back. Pause for the cost because it's on TV and you can watch it right now and then come back. Yes, we're going to spoil us. the crap out of the Matrix. Very, very brief recap here. We start off with freaking something very familiar. It kind of looks like the opening to the original Matrix, except that's not Trinity and these aren't the same agents, but it's kind of playing out. And we got Bugs watching it, wondering what she's watching. She says it's some kind of loop here. Okay, she's watching a loop with some things happen in this loop that's very different. She's like, something's happening here. It's not the way it's supposed to go because Trinity, quest, quotation mark Trinity, gets pinned down. She runs in. She gets chased around by the agents. It's all going kind of crazy. And then the black agent, Smith, is chasing her, and they're fighting. They're kind of going through a room, through a room, because they went to that little key store. And then it turns out, like, I can think. I'm not programmed. Because basically, he is Morpheus. How? We'll get there. Follow me down this rabbit hole. He's Smithius. So basically, (laughs) she gets out of this sort of matrix, this built-in matrix, as does he. We find that, and then we find freaking Thomas Anderson. He is a video game mogul, and he made Binary, the dopest video game. Basically, he made the Matrix movies that we watched. He turned it into a trilogy of games, very successful, but he is sick and sad with his life. His boss is kind of cool, but in that jerk kind of millennial way, and he's tasked to break another movie This is very meta. The same way this movie came out, he's tasked to make a sequel to the games that he made. So basically, he's also seeing a psychiatrist that's loading him up with blue pills. Stay in the matrix, stay in the matrix, stay in the matrix. But he's getting flashes to a life that he lived before, or it was the game. It's established that he's had mental breakdowns. One time, he literally tried to jump off the roof, tried to fly because he remembered his old life. Bugs finds him, tells him who he is, yada, 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 yada. He basically gets pulled out of the matrix, not before seeing the other pod. Trinity is there. We learned that the machines were very interested in Neo. So what did they do? They kept him alive. And there was a myth that he still existed. This is 60 years later from the last one. 60 freaking years later, he comes out. He sees old woman Niobe chilling. She's now the general of this new Zion called Io. And he learns about Morpheus and all the people that believed in him who are all now past. Now that Morpheus we met, he is a program that was designed by Neo and he hid him in a loop, in a module, if you will, so the other people couldn't find him. He doesn't know what's real or not real. And that's a big thing about this, what is real or not real, but he knows he needs to rescue Trinity. He saw her, they need to mount a mission that makes no sense to the general, anyone else to get Trinity. They eventually do, they go after Trinity, they have to find a way to unplug her without unplugging her, but still have to give her the choice of plugging her. Neo goes back in, they fight, fight, fight. He has some of his powers, but not all of his powers. Big calamity, he sees Trinity. Her name's Tiffany here, by the way, because she's also brainwashed within the Matrix. She has a wonderful husband and wonderful children, but they're all created to keep her in the Matrix. He sees her and he's like, it's me. You need to come with me, Trinity. She's like, I don't know, I don't know. Husband comes back and says, hey, the dog got ran over, or it was their daughter. By this point, I was confused with who got run over by the car. <laughs> Somebody got run over. Somebody got run over by a car. She says, I don't like when you grab me. She throws him down. She knows who she is. And then they fight 
like the freaking city goes after them. And then they're running, they're running on the rooftop. They kiss. They realize who they are. They jump off the roof as they fall. Trinity floats. She flies Neo up. They get out of there. They go back into the Matrix. The new guy, the new, I forgot what he was called in the first one, but the new version of that one. The analyst? The analyst. Sequoia? Yeah, the analyst. He's like, he created this brand new Matrix utilizing the basically the, the mind and soul of, of Neo and Trinity. That's why this new Matrix, it's akin more to their emotions, their feelings, their thoughts. This new Matrix is actually more human and he built it around them and he needs them plugged in for it to really work or else this new Matrix will fall apart and the original will is still the foundation of it. So they show up and say, look, we're going to rewrite this Matrix in our image since you built it around us anyway. And then they both fly off into the sky. Matrix Resurrection. What up? Uh, let me start. But jump in. Obviously, jump in and stop me. This movie started and I got goosebumps. And I thought, oh my God, what kind of world are we living in where we're getting a Matrix 4? I was ecstatic. I was a child at Christmas, which is going to be me in two days from now. Can I tell you how I <laughs> felt real quick? I felt like with Spider-Man coming out, the Matrix coming out, I felt like I must be in the Matrix because this simulation is like tailor-made for me and I don't want to leave. So well done, Matrix. <laughs> yeah. logged in. I was also a little worried because that Spider-Man movie, for those of you who haven't seen it or listened to our podcast, is about as good a film as ever going to come out. So I knew <laughs> coming into this, I, 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 this, the bar had been set high because I just watched that a couple days ago. It's hard to watch anything after that Spider-Man movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How good is Spider-Man? <laughs> that we're, we're talking about the Matrix, but we're talking about Spider-Man. Like, yeah, who would have thought? I would have never thought. No. So then the Matrix started and the first few scenes of the Matrix is you're listening to the voice of the author. You're listening to the voice of the director. And what the director is telling us is this meta reality as to why the Matrix 4 movie was even made in the first place. And they what they tell us in those scenes is Warner Brothers owns the rights to the Matrix and they were going to make a part four whether they wanted to be involved or not. And that's why this movie got made. And two things happened to me when I heard that. And they, they say it in three scenes. Yeah. One, I got a little worried. I said, ah, shit, they didn't want to make this movie. They weren't prepared to make this movie because they finished their story and they're being strong armed to make a film that's not in their heart. And then the other thing I thought was, man, this is really freaking smart. This is so smart. And they're putting it all in the front so we can see what's going on. That is the Matrix. And then they got past that element of their storytelling and they dove into, in my opinion, was this cheap ass cookie cutter rendition retelling of the first Matrix where they try to just be a little more, I don't know, current events. This movie, in my opinion, was lame. It was lame, dude. By the end of it, it felt cheap and lame. Like, I was not excited. When Trinity was flying, I was like, when, yeah. when Neo, there's a moment in Neo where they look at him and the cities come around him. They go, Neo, you can fly. And then he goes, it looked like the Hulk moment where he's like, oh, I can't perform right now. I lost my mojo. I don't have it. And I, I, yeah. I face planted. I literally face planted. I said, what happens if he could have flown? Or what happens if they just didn't bring awareness to the fact that he wasn't flying? Then I wouldn't have thought about it. But they brought it to us and they said, fly. And he goes, oh, I'm having performance issues. Well, they like, had to bring it to us because we would have sat there the whole time. Face going, planted, why aren't dude. You flying? Face planted. Well, then why not? Let him 
instead of giving us this depowered version of Neo, pick it back up and figure it out. You got to figure out your concept. All right, this is where I'll jump in. I don't, I was cool with him being depowered because he's been taking blue pills for 60 years. So his then, mind then there's is, a better way to show that than, than the way they did. I it. agree, but I feel like they, it was earned because even when he was brought out the Matrix, he still wasn't sure it was real or not. His mind still hasn't completely given over that there is no spoon. And that was the block. So although the execution yeah. might have been there, but when he was walking around in the spaceship and he still was like, he called like he was still questioning what was real. And because they made him believe he was insane. So as long as that's there, he's never gonna fly. He's never going to have full control of his powers. But, but the, the, literally the next scene, him and her are flying. He's not flying. She's flying. No, he's no, flying. Oh, by, by the AS, by the end, he has Which a is literally the next scene. Right. But by that point, they've all, him and Trinity have come together. They, they figured it out. He knows now. In the whole movie, he's going, I'm, I, I never thought I was the one. Like he, his faith. But he did that out. all throughout the other three. So that's not a departure from him. No, him, but taking blue pills for 60 years is. And a psychiatrist in his head making him believe his whole existence was a trivial video game. Like, that, that's going to have repercussions. All you have to do is get the one to believe that none of this is real. And I feel like you may not like the execution, but it's an earned moment. Like, Ex- like Except for at that point in the film, he was clearly believing that all of it's real. Right, but that Matrix 1, a- he believed it was real. But until he freaking, there is no spoon... I am the one. I can bend the matrix to my will. He's like Neo in part one, doing great things, but he's to not me. It felt movie. like it. It felt like a version of the the third Nolan Batman. Instead of giving me a Batman that's an adversary, they gave me this deep powered thing that even at the height of the film, you knew they were just kind of like. And that's why I knew Trinity was going to be the one to fly at the end. I saw that coming a mile away. It was so spoon fed to us by that point. Listen, here's the deal. I wanted to like this film. This film was literally made for me. This is our generation getting exactly what we talked about. If you could make a sequel to a movie that's 10 years old or more, what movie would you make? Everyone's going to uh, Matrix, what are you, crazy? Of course. I, I felt like no matter what, the movie was going to be lackluster because The Matrix is a perfect film. It changed culture. It changed the first Matrix. The, the first, first Matrix. Matrix. The first yeah, Matrix the is a perfect film. Yes. Like the Thriller album. It's like, how do you beat perfection you can't but all all they had to do all they honestly had to do with this film is set out to do what they did not do in the other three films which is what they proposed in the first film i don't think they had the capability to do it i i I lost my faith in the wachowskis after matrix two and three matrix two and three to me was really a mess and to, to the point where i had to pause it and read a synopsis of the third matrix because i didn't remember how it ended because yeah. it was just that forgettable for me. This movie was better than two it, and three. It me. was better than two and three. Because I, 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 it was I basically a remake of one. Fair, fair. Honestly, something you got to be careful what you ask for, what you wish for. Because people wanted this, eventually you got it, and now you're stuck with what you, you should have left it alone. The other thing I noticed is the image quality was not that good. It felt like cheap in certain shots. That might be your TV. That might be up to the, the responsibility of the consumer. <laughs> you got to watch it 4K, Jack. You can't watch it SD, bro. You can't watch it on your phone, Jack. I'm watching in 4K, brothers. <laughs> Samsung 4K, this TV works. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Hey, let, me, let me say this, man. 
I thought it digital. It didn't look film in some. Spots. It wasn't film. This is the first Matrix that wasn't shot on film. And that's what I'm saying. It looked cheaper. I dug like, it. Like when, like all the flashbacks look better than the movie because it's shot on film. And it's 20 years old. That footage. It shouldn't film. look better. Film is film. <laughs> I dug it, man. I thought it was a little between good and average. Like I said, I don't think anything can top the first Matrix. Nothing can, not even the Matrix. What I, I dug the whole idea of trapping the one in a matrix of his own mind. Cause they're so interested. Like if you were in machines, why wouldn't you keep the anomaly alive and figure out how he's able to do it and use it as a new power source. And then I was always thought it was kind of cheesy where like Trinity's like, I'm in love with the one in the first one. And she gives him a kiss. He kind of comes back to life. But I like, but here they actually made it a thing. Like the one needs something to live for. And that's what gives him the ability to bend his mind and have something to fight for. We saw it when he went to rescue Morpheus. Like when he has a goal is when his mind unlocks. So I, I like the idea that keeping Trinity alive, keeping those two alive and keep them close enough, but far enough will empower and create this brand new matrix. So I, I, I like, I really dig the ideas. Some of the execution I felt was like, uh, but the ideas. And, and even when I saw Trinity fly at the end, I kind of got like that master's feel, that master's of the universe feel until I thought about it. And it was like, of course she can fly because this new matrix was built around her and Neo. Right. So she would be able to bend it to her will if she unlocks her mind. Because the, the, what's his name? The, the, uh, uh, the analyst created it from her aura. Now, if this new matrix fell apart and the old one came back up, then she wouldn't have the abilities. Neil would just have the abilities. So I thought it was kind of cool. Like he made the mistake in using them. He created an anomaly within Trinity by building this new matrix. And I know I have to fill in a lot of this stuff myself, which I don't mind. I'd rather that than exposition like Matrix 2, where he's going to sit here for two hours and have this guy, Lisa V, and not the fold me. And I'm like, I fill it in myself. That was the other thing. And they brought him back, right? Right. They brought the French guy back. And what they let the French guy do was be a screaming version of how upset the the author's voice was. He was literally screaming about the fact at one point about making a fourth matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, so but, that, and so it highlights to me again. But you that, might be reading too much into that because even Matrix 1. Listen, you choose what you put in your films. That's the meta thing to do. And Matrix 1 was meta. It was. It, I think they like were saying meta. something about the reality that came to they don't ha- They never had to make a fourth one and they can't make it without Keanu. So they yeah, never. Of course they can. And that's what they say in the movies. They can't. They can try to make it without the Wachowskis, without yes, of course, without and, Moss, and they like, can. The Matrix is a franchise, same as all these other franchises, with dollar signs. And what Hollywood loves to do is cash in on on fan bases. That's no different than any other movie. Like literally, Spider Man's movie was cashing in on three franchises, four franchises. Yes, like was, and what? But honestly, guy. that's why the Andrew Garfield Spider Man got made. Because Sony was losing the rights to Spider-Man and knew they had X amount of time to pump out a film in order to re-sign up the rights. Right. So they fast-tracked that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Matrix 4 wasn't fast-tracked. It wasn't fast-tracked, but if you listen to what the creators are trying to tell you, they said they're going to make a movie with or without you. So you can either be on board and do it, 
or we're going to find someone else to make a fourth Matrix movie. They no, literally the, spent the three scenes. Hold up, though. They literally spent three scenes talking about the conflict of trying to come back to a movie they, like The Matrix. Yeah, but, they did. It took me out of it. But, I had but meta problem. movies do that. A lot of movies will talk, will comment on the movie they're in. That doesn't mean that the film The Matrix want to make was it. never meta like that. Yeah, so let me can, let me talk about this, because this, this is what my, one of my biggest problems with the movies. I'm okay with a, like a tongue-in-cheek reference, but it was so over the top. It almost it took me three scenes. Yeah, and then once they did the thing about Warner Brothers, I'm like, come on, really? It took me out of the movie. So I'm I'm watching it, trying to remember the old Matrixes, trying to understand what's going on because it was a little confusing, a little cl- clumsy almost in the very beginning where you're trying to figure out what's going on. So I'm trying to immerse myself in the world of the Matrix, and then we jump in maybe 25 minutes in, and they start talking about oh Warner Brothers and the Matrix games and this and that. And I'm like. It just took me out. It took it took me out of it. I'm like, I'm losing the lore. And now I'm just hearing these these references, and it just, it was just it was too much, too overbearing, and too strong for me. I'm not even gonna lie. When they started doing the whole um, montage about the game and everything like that, started talking about the you know bullet time and stuff. I was about to be like, what what are we doing right now? What is this? It I was about felt, to shut it off. It felt like Bewitched. You guys remember Bewitched with with the the, the Bewitched movie that came out? It yeah. was terrible, but it was about. The actual the Bewitched movie was about the actual Bewitched TV show, and she actually, and then she had, and then became real for some reason. I never saw; it. I just saw parts of it. No, but, but it's the that's same. How it it's, felt. it's Bewitched. It's a, a Nightmare on Elm Street. What's Craven's new nightmare? Where it's like we're making a movie within a movie. I think Scream Four did that, and I think for here they said, "Oh, that's the trope: make a movie within a movie, and then we get to comment on the thing." And I think, yes, Jack, there could be the reality there. We're going to talk about the position you put us in. Or it's a kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of funny thing because we've seen, it, we've seen this done in other movies before. I don't think it services it. It, kind of, it does what the other Matrixes didn't do, which is it dates this movie. Like this movie now feels like a 2021 movie because of all the references where the original Matrixes feel timeless because it didn't lean so hard on what's going on in pop culture. Um, even like when they're on the elevator looking at iPads and he's like, they're all lost in a sea of texting. I'm like, you're dating yourself, man. The first movie went out of its way to have cell phones and rotary phones, phone booths and kind of future tech to make yeah. it so like we don't know what time we're in. It's a hodgepodge collection of whatever. Well, they the even talked is. about that. They talked about not. <clears throat> that's why things were weird there. Morpheus talks about it. They go, we don't exactly know where we are. And it seems like things are a little amalgamous. Right. Um, but I did like the idea that the operator can show a visual representation of himself in the matrix as he's guiding them. I thought that was a really cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And And sentience. I like that too. I like the, I like the new way of going in and out of the matrix through the mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was established in, and it's like, why wouldn't they 60 years later have created more tech? And I like how what Neo did was he did create a sort of peace where the machines, some machines are like, we cool with you. We, mm-hmm. we rather live in peace. So I, I like that aspect of it. And then the idea that the sent the programs could actually deform themselves in our world through, through tech. I think that stuff is cool. What I didn't understand was why we couldn't get Lawrence Fishburne back. That's a if, if that Morpheus is just a program that Neo wrote to kind of house his memories why couldn't have been Fishburne? Like we didn't need a younger Morpheus necessarily. <laughs> I think he, he, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, uh, but I'm glad that they made Morpheus a computer program and didn't just try and pawn another 
recast Morpheus. So I was okay the way they did it, but there would have been a great a great place for Morpheus in this in this movie. Neo created him. Yeah, yeah. So he could have subconsciously created a Morpheus as he imagined he would be today. Like a part of him is aware that time is passing or something. Right? It would have found would, a way to get fish. It would make it would make more sense actually because if. So if Neo's projection, so they say the way Neo looks is, your, is like, I guess, your self-projection, wouldn't the Morpheus that he created be a projection of how he sees Morpheus? So wouldn't it really be a Lawrence Fishburne and not this, this other guy we have? I think well, we the other guy, here. well, what's interesting is, and Trinity talks about it, she says, this person looks like me. Doesn't say this person is me, you know? And, and the guy who they cast as Fishburne looks pretty similar to Fishburne. What he's lacking is... Well, Fishburn has a certain quality about him that is unduplicatable. But it was almost a cowboy courteousness. But 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 it was almost as if he wasn't supposed to be that. He was supposed to be like he was an amalgamy of Smith. Like his whole energy set was because he went out of his way. Because that actor's a great actor, and he could have really emulated Fishburn's Morpheus if he wanted to. But it felt like he wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to be comic relief in a weird way, right? Yeah, like with the suits and everything and kind of the way he was going, like the suits were throwing me off at first. Like the first couple of suits, I was like, what is that? Why was his suit so colorful? <laughs> because that he literally not- looked like the Joker in one of them. He did. I didn't understand that because that, that's neither Smith or Morpheus. Or Morpheus. So I didn't maybe get... His, maybe that's him, his way exploring his new found fact, independence. Like, I will say yes, because he is like a baby, right? He just got freed. So mm. he might he might be doing things different than Morpheus. Is. But that's us filling in the gaps again that aren't actually rooted in the material. But ma- the original Matrix is all we we they depended on us filling in gaps. Like this is the Matrix. They depend us doing this water cooler talk and figuring it out stuff. There's some stuff they just don't tell us. Um, what I what I really wanted from Morpheus was to have more of a a place in the film. I don't think him being in it changed anything for real. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, and and the idea that he can create his being in the real world, I was like, well, give me that scene between him and 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 Niobe or whatever. Like, like she sees a visual representation of oh. the husband she lost. I hated Niobe in this film. She yeah. felt Why? so so forced. It was just forced conflict for the sake she, of it. She was nah, a carbon copy of Princess Leia in the new. Uh, the new from from the new Star Wars trilogy. That's exactly the role she had. You know, I was a I was a supporting character. Now now I'm in charge, and now I don't want to do what the new young whippersnappers want to do. It was it Star. That wasn't even it. It wasn't even the the new whippersnappers. It was like holy freaking f! Are you kidding me? How are you? She didn't behave human. That was the problem. She behaved like a writer needed conflict to push story forward. So let's make her anti everything because there's not enough people opposed to this. She can't just get on board Neo's back. Well, I'll say this. No one was responding how I thought they'd respond. That's what I'm saying. Seeing Neo walk through the door. Like this dude, you should be dead or at least 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> he should be a messiah to them. Really, he should be a messiah to them. This is what I'm getting. At. Like no one was behaving authentically. This is a that pro- one guy who was a neoite, whatever they called him. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, okay. And there was one, and then everyone Dude, was like, "Hey, freaking like, tank or dozer." I forget which one in part one was more excited yeah. to meet Neo yeah. than anybody here who had heard this legend for sixty years. Oh, yeah, that you was think a- about you think about the second the second uh, 
the second um, Matrix, excuse me, and like how they acted when he came back uh, to to Zion. They were like, like bowing was, almost. Giving yeah, they were giving offerings and whatnot. Like, yo, they had no a crazy the, 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 the crazy drum party. They had a, they had the the, the, yeah. the, the orgy. Yeah, yeah, the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what happens when like the Messiah comes? Like, exactly. oh, son, <laughs> clothes come off and get all sweaty. Exactly. They do none of that here. Man, Boy, I would've been pissed if I was Neo. Jack. And that, that's a part of why I said, for me, the film sits between good and average, because the ideas I dig, the execution, uh, it's the execution. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even when they were having the conversation about what I peeped as them telling us the reality of this film getting made on some meta level, I was digging those scenes. I thought they were so smart. I was like, holy this movie is gonna, and I was waiting for the egg to crack open for the thing to start. And when it did, it, I just felt like it was lackluster. I felt like they made a cheaper re yes. version of the first film. This felt like a video game you've been waiting 10 years for, and it's really just a DLC. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm, you yes. like that, Rich? I like that one. I yes. might have took that from somewhere. <laughs> but it felt like that. It felt like it's really just a companion piece um, as opposed to. And I was really up, like, let down with the, the fight scenes and the effects. I, that's what I'm saying. Because it didn't like it take was... it to the next level. It was kind of like how do you not take it to the next level? Yeah. It was it never felt, a climax to this film. It felt it tired. A lot of wall running. I almost was like, wow. They, no they one just, wants to stick, stay on the floor. Everyone right. wants to run on the wall in the ceiling. And they overuse the slow motion. Like they would I just mean, be in slow motion walking across the street. And it's like. But they, they told us that in those three scenes. They're like more, what do they call it? Gun. More guns. Gun, more, more guns. Guns. Gun. Bu- oh, bullet time. We need more bullet time. We need more yeah. guns. They, Eventually they, have to fall into what the Matrix is. Then give it oh, to me. Give it to me. But then you still have to do it in a way that 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 invigorates and then takes it to the next level. Because when you look at Matrix 1, even Matrix 2, and we, I didn't like Matrix 2 necessarily, but effects-wise, visual-wise, and fight-wise, they took it to the next level. That freaking on the freaking yes. truck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, they... There's set pieces, and maybe this film didn't have that budget, but still, Matrix One when they're fighting in the lobby, just the gunplay. In That's there. one of the greatest shooter shootout scenes in, in yeah. movie history. Still, and still, here, yes, it kind of turned into a zombie movie where it's like World War Z, though the whole city is like zombies yeah. running yeah. away from zombies. But and then like, all, all he had was this kind of telekinesis force blast that he used for ninety percent of the film. Star Wars, I'm telling you, they ripped off Star Wars. This movie is a Star Wars ripoff. It really, really is. And I, I have a big... I felt like there were so many times they were so close to being great and they just dropped the ball. It felt like the movie was tired. That's how it felt. Yeah, I, I agree. It's hard to compete with something as good as what The Matrix is, which is Absolutely. why they prefaced it with those three scenes. They go, they literally said, there is no continuing story after the third one. We're not, you're not going to top something. They said that. They said the story's finished. Why are we going back to it? You can listen to that as an audience member going, they're commenting on the film. Or you can listen to that as an audience member going, I'm listening to the way they're brainwashing our protagonist. I'm listening to the way they're telling Neil there is no way out. Your story's finished. And this is all there is. So just enjoy Mm. where you are. There's no reason to try. Stay here. Well, hold up. You got to keep in mind, the only reason Neo is put in a position to, I'm sorry, Thomas Anderson is put in a position to make a fourth Matrix video game in this scenario, it's because the machines want him to. 
exactly. trying to keep him occupied. Because they're doubling down with making his whole life trivial. So, and there's no point to do anything. There's no point. There's no point. Don't try. There's no point. There's no point. You can't excel. There's no point. There's no point. So maybe don't look at the narrative as an audience member on the outside of the film and look at what, because they're, they're all not, they're not just saying this to us. They're saying this to Thomas Anderson. This is the Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah. that's, that's what's intended by the filmmaker to have your lead actor, your character hear this repeatedly. So if you watch it from his point of view, it's not just this meta take on, we didn't want to make this movie. It's- so we can watch it from that perspective. And that's why it's there. Sitting with a psychiatrist, going back to the matrix to find out it's nothing. You're nothing. You're, you're, you have a trivial existence. You can't ever top what you are. So just be where you are and be happy where you are. It's more the same. Treadmill, treadmill, treadmill. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. That's how they keep this Superman wrapped in kryptonite. Blue pill, blue pill, blue pill. Mm. So, yeah. And, and yeah. They, gave her, they gave him a little bit of Trinity. Just enough that just enough that he's like, okay, to keep no, going. She, she's there. I can I, I can talk to her. I can keep going. But I, you're never gonna fully have her. Right. Just enough to keep him going. And then that yeah. that that his friend, who's pretty much just a bot there to keep him under control, is like, I recognize that Thomas is spiraling. So I'm gonna make you go talk to her because that's gonna give you a little bit more mm. to keep us going. To keep yeah. us going. Alyssa, I won't say agree to disagree, but I'll say agree and disagree. This, I don't know what they disagree about. They're, they're, the whole montage was them saying this too. That's Anderson. why I. That's why I agree. Where I disagree is this was also this was also the uh, the author's voice screaming speculation until it's proven speculation. And if anything, the directors are saying we might have been forced in a position. But we took the red pill and told the story we wanted to tell. Because Wachowski, this is what happened. Was it Lana who made this? I don't Lana. know. Lana. Yeah. She said, I wrote this film after I lost my parents five weeks apart from each other. And to me, Neo and Trinity are as close to me as like my parents. Yeah. So for me, it was a love story and finding a way to bring these two back together. And that's the story I wanted to tell. Where by the end of the first Matrix, Neo flies. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the <laughs> Matrix, the first Matrix, it's a sick film. And by the end of it, Neo flies. I mean, everyone went crazy in the theater. I everyone the theater. went crazy. Yeah. And you know what I was ready for? I was ready for the sequel. At the end of this film, Neo and Trinity fly. And you know what I wasn't excited for? Wasn't excited for a sequel. And that's how they left this one. They teased, hey, there's another one coming. Oh, all right. I guess. Why not? That's the trend now. Yeah. I mean, the execution, it didn't hit. But the idea was pretty dope. The idea was dope. Yeah. The idea is dope. Making but the idea I of believe. the Matrix has always been dope. I don't, I don't really understand the idea of two and three. <laughs> two, because they never, they never. That's what, that's what I was. That's and that's what I'm saying. Matrix One set up a clear trajectory for our hero to go on that never played out in the other two movies. Yeah. If you're stepping to the plate again to make a fourth film, and you're not now trying to accomplish the one thing that the fans have been screaming about for twenty well, years, but he kind of does. No, he doesn't. He rescues somebody out the Matrix. He unplugs someone. It's, wouldn't, wouldn't the first person he unplugs be Trinity? And that's, be. This whole, yeah, this okay, whole but, movie but, was but, a rescue mission. All right, it literally so then, was. So then it literally goes to what you're talking about. This is Let, just, it's a teaser. We're playing the teaser. You know who did this better? Honestly, who did this trope better? It's Fast and Furious. Because Fast oh, and Furious. shoot. I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> Fast, Fast and Furious. I'm going to tell you why. And listen to me, it's going to make sense. 
Fast and Furious started out once they got into the into the Tokyo Drift and stuff. They started to get away from what what it what it meant to be. Then Fast Five came out and it went back to their original formula and it got it, it got back on track to what the original movie started out. No, That's what up. this movie. Yeah, no, fat, I'm telling Flag you, on the Fast play. One. No, hell no. Fast no. One was Point Break, bro. No, Fast, Fast One, but it was Fast, not this Fast heist fu- movie with like, cars that can do anything yes. in the world. Wait, 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 drag wait. race listen, movie listen, with an undercover the cop. Ta- the tagline from Fast Five is "New Movie Original Parts." Because they were getting back to their core. And that's what I expected from Matrix Resurrection. That's what this should have been. This should have been new movie original parts. And I feel like I feel like it, it, it was missing. It was they were almost, they were always, there were so many chances where it was always almost there. This movie is almost a great movie. Almost. It's almost there. And then they just miss it and miss it and miss it. And it just feels, I don't know if rush is a word, but it feels tired. That's I, the kind of feeling I got. But it's, I have feels, to I have to say this. They're going to miss it because to make it means they've made something better than the Matrix. And that's almost impossible. It was like, where's the heartbeat of this piece? The soul. The soul. Where was it? And when you watch the original Matrix outside of the storytelling, the look, the filter, the clothes, where they put the camera, how they all kind of just walk in, like everything was so specific. It was sexy. It was punk. It was steampunk. It was techno. The voice was so loud when it came to the filmmaker's mind. The way they choose to, like, Trinity jumps in the air and freezes. The camera whips around. Like, stuff. There was not even a shot like that in this one. Hmm. Finding really cool ways to place the action. They went out of their way to, to, to invent technology to even do it. And I didn't see that care here. On top of the story, like, give me that care. Like, you had 20 years to come up with, where else can you put the camera in this fight scene? Like, what else can you do? If Neo has powers, but they're, they're downgraded, well, you can't just show me do a force blast But they were the downgraded time. and upgraded. Mm-mm. He obliterated the building. He had this spark of electricity that he never had in the other films. He was literally a nuclear bomb waiting to go off in certain segments. That's true. So was he downgraded or was he upgraded? I and by and, and and by your argument, which you made for Trinity earlier, this Matrix a hundred percent was built around him. So Absolutely, should he, yeah. he have more power? But he was the one that was brainwashed the most. That's why at the end was going to let me know whether I was cool with this movie or not. By seeing him fly away, I was like, okay, he still he unlocked his powers. He still has powers here. If she was carrying him at the end, I would have been like, dang it. <laughs> But he flew away at the end, too. So he was just locked up. My only flag on that play is when they're looking at Trinity's code on the screen, they say her code looks exactly like Neo's looked like before they try to unplug him. But they didn't need Trinity like they needed Neo. So Neo was brainwashed. He was made to believe he was crazy. So he didn't know what was real. That's how they can control Neo is. We're going to make it so that's they didn't point. brainwash her like that. She wasn't, of course, she wasn't downing blue pills as, as, as breakfast. That we know of at what that they, point. What they showed No, she, she had to have been because she... She's she hurt. talked about going to therapy. She talked yeah. about all that. They showed us Neo on a blue pill diet. Yeah. Yeah. They showed us Neo depressed. When we see Trinity, she's drawn to Neo, but she seems happy. They made her happy. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to like destroy her mind. They just made her happy. Neo... They destroyed his mind and well, then they validated his existence. They Let's made her content. That. Yeah, yeah. So when they she gave her, they gave, her the, they gave her the family, they gave her the job, right? You know, the thing that she was into, the hobby, and everything like that. So when she realizes who she is, and then they make the leap off the roof, she unlocked 
quicker than him because I don't think she was as traumatized as him. Well, girls always mature faster than boys. Say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think the therapy was just um just the the analyst uh just kind of keeping tabs on her. Yeah, Not so much and like maybe doing like routine like you know you know how are things you know just kind of making sure things are the way he wants maintain and also I think continuing to draw from him too mm. like because that's the thing they're using Neo and Trinity to create this new world so keeping him in line but also like continuing to draw his life force continuing to draw from his mind like a battery um yeah but I was talking more so for for Trinity because you oh, said Trinity yeah, yeah. also went to therapy as well I think he was just doing that just to kind of keep her where he needs her to be yeah but yeah and also because he also said that's that's where they draw their the uh I guess the power for the Matrix is through his pain. Yes. yes. And I think with Neo, I mean, he is the anomaly. He is the one. So you can't make him content. Like he was never content in the beginning of the first Matrix. He was sitting at his computer looking at the freaking blinking thing. Like, like I, he yeah. was never content. How, how did the Matrix become Monsters, Inc.? That's what I want to know. When they, they figure out, well, if, if, you're, if you're conflicted, you guys make more power. It's the basis of Monsters, Inc. from Disney. <laughs> this guy said the Matrix is fast and furious. <laughs> it's Monsters Inc. It's Star, Star Wars. Wars. It is. <laughs> but but you know what? It wasn't the Matrix. It wasn't the Matrix. It kind of was though. Idea. Yeah, it kind of was. Kind Idea of. was. Yeah. You take of. your hero who opened his mind, and you find a way to shackle it, make him second guess himself, make him think he's crazy. You have to make Neil think he's crazy. His mind is so powerful. You got to make him think he's crazy. And how do you do that? You make him feel as though his life means nothing. But Neo knows his life has to have something, so he goes into a program, creates Morpheus, then hides him away in something. It's like, the ideas are like dope! A, it almost felt like a remake, though, instead of a sequel, though. I guess that's kind of what I'm feeling. Yes. It's like they they didn't know how to continue, so they've started over. No, because I think both. Because yeah. I think it's kind of dope trapping Neo back into a new version of the Matrix. Too. I do too. But look at this film, scene for scene. It is a retelling of the first film. It felt almost like watching Brian Singer's Superman in certain segments. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. I do think that, I don't know if it was executed. I think that was on purpose. I think when we see the cat all the time, Deja Vu played, it was a huge theme of this film. The cat was named Deja Vu. So... Yeah. Deja, we we also as an audience, maybe they want to us to experience deja vu, which okay. can work. I mean, you you or really not. you really feel am I am I though? They showed us the cat named deja vu five times. Am okay, I like you know really what? filling in gaps here, or is Lawrence, it like telling us this listen, is deja vu? I love Lawrence. He's assuming genius. He's given credit. He's trying to support. wait, 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 Jack, Jack. Is this an assumption? We're going to show you a cat named deja vu <laughs> ten times in a movie <laughs> that seems familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Am I drawing on strings here? Nah, nah, like I mean, this might I be mean, on purpose. Uh, <laughs> well, Morpheus said nothing comforts anxiety like a little nostalgia. My thing is, I didn't want nostalgia. I wanted a whole new movie. Thank Fair you. Ooh, Thank Ooh you. Rich. There you go, Rich. Because it's already nostalgic. You've already got Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah. You've already got Trinity. You've so, got the essence of Morpheus. You've got the, the backdrop question. of the Matrix. It's already freaking that's nostalgic. That's the question. Nostalgia versus new new. And where's the line? Now, Star Wars Force Awakens, the first one, too nostalgic, nothing new. But if they came out with something new new, Star Wars fans might be like, what are you doing? 
You know who like did that well? Like the second Star Wars. You know who Spider did that well? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yep. Spider-Man. Fair enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, because Spider-Man, Spider-Man was new-new. And they took elements, but those elements worked in a brand new story. They didn't take... All right, pause. We ain't talking about oh, this. We're not talking about Spider-Man. Anyone who wants to hear Spider-Man. Pause on this. another Spider-Man the, talk. The one we should. Look, I said this movie sits between good and average for me. Uh, I already have HBO Max. I'm sitting on the couch at home. Did it, did it, did it meet my expectations? Yes and no. Because to be honest with you, after Matrix 2 and 3, I had no expectations. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Except I, for Matrix 2 and 3, they, they elevated fight combat in films. This did not. I was disappointed by that. I expected at least the action yeah. to be like next level or yeah. at least equal. That part I will say was disappointing. Um, story, I was underwhelmed, but then whelmed because I saw Matrix <laughs> Two and Three. <laughs> you like that, Chris? Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I was whelmed. I was whelmed. <laughs> Chris, final thoughts? Uh, I. What are you doing? You combine Monsters Inc., Star Wars, and Fast and Furious. You get a, a, a okay Matrix. Um, I think it was a good time. I expected more. I felt like we were on the... That's the, the frustrating part is, is I felt like we are so many times we were on the verge of more and we just didn't get it. So that's why. Because it could have been there. It wasn't, it wasn't a complete train wreck. It could have been there and it wasn't. So that, that, that's, that's what really bothered me the most. Hmm. Rich? Yeah, I mean, I'll say the same. Uh, it was... Uh, it was a movie. It wasn't, it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, a, a veteran, or someone who, who watched the original Matrix and also the... the, the the sequels after you're you're not gonna necessarily like this one. I'm gonna be honest. With you. Not you were gonna, gonna turn it off. Yeah, I was gonna turn it off. I was when they started doing the whole, you know, referring back to the, you know, making this seem like this was like the bullet time and all this crap. I was about to be like, what? What is this? Like, if if it wasn't for this show, the I podcast, I'm gonna be straight up. <laughs> if it wasn't for this, I would shut it off. And I'd be like. Let me just look at stuff on YouTube and see what they say about. It. But um, but I mean, if, if you're fresh coming in, you haven't seen the Matrix, you know, or maybe you just you just seen the Matrix and don't see the sequels, maybe it might be a better watch for you. Maybe, but I doubt it. Hmm. I guess I'm conflicted. I am ecstatic that this film exists and that we're getting these movies. It's crazy that we're getting a f- that we got a fourth Matrix. But I'm conflicted because it's. It wasn't the film I was hoping to see. I don't know what the film I was hoping to see was. I, th- I think I do. I think the film I was hoping to see was something that actually put our hero in trajectory to actually accomplishing the thing that the original Matrix put on the table in the first place. That's not what this film was. Um, so I'm conflicted. I-, I guess you got HBO. If you watch the other Matrix movies, you're not not going to watch this. So watch it. Try to stay open. Uh, don't be surprised if you feel a little uh, disappointed by the end of it, but maybe you'll have a way better experience than I did. And sometimes I tend to be a little jaded, but it also made me think, be careful what you wish for. And do I really want a sequel to Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> what what works on it is my nostalgia towards the thing and what it, what it the place it, Big Trouble in Little China is not a great film. Anyone watching this, that's not what I'm getting. At. But to <laughs> me, for me, this was my movie. This was one of the things I rewound and played and rewound and played. Back then, you used to have the tape, you had to rewind. Um, and this one was, that was one of my films. That was my go to thing. 
Um, so do I really want a sequel? That's what this movie made me think. Do I really want some of this? That's, that's wow. Shook Jack's faith. That's why my last dragon two, it can only go up. Like, <laughs> like it's not gonna, not gonna mess up the last dragon. <laughs> True. <laughs> Beetlejuice might disappoint you. The last yeah, dragon, right? Can only go up. That's what I'm saying. Beetlejuice might be a letdown. I think for us, especially since we grew up with this stuff, at best, it hits us in the nostalgia feels, even mm-hmm. just for a second. And that that's all we can hope for is that moment with him in Trinity, that moment of Egon and Ghostbusters, spoiler alert, that uh, those moments where it's like the whole movie, I don't know, but you, you know what me- Lawrence does all the time? He says the spoiler and then goes, <laughs> spoiler alert. Alert. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is that's fair. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Jack, well, there's one thing I want to add in because you brought it to my mind, and I and I agree with you that the premise of the first at the end of the first one is like freeing everybody or giving everybody the choice. And in this movie, it was only one line. And when I heard this line, I was got I got gassed up because I'm like, this is the movie where someone said, even if we gave them the choice to be free. At this point, I don't think they'd want to. And I'm like, I thought they were going to play with that theme of now we have the tools to free people and they don't want to be freed. What do you do then? Or, yeah, but we never see everyone given a choice. Well, I thought they were going to go down that line. As a matter of fact, we never really saw, at the end of The Matrix 1, he says, I'm going to shake things up and I'm going to show them a world you don't want them to see. Says something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but it might yeah. be pretty close. Right, yeah, yeah. And then he flies off, and you're like, shit, man. And so that reality of any of these people showing the Matrix world, a world that they didn't want people trapped in the Matrix to see, never happens. No. But then, but then at the end of this one, they kind yeah, of. Yeah, but literate. I'm sorry. At the end of this one, now you gotta wait for the next one to disappoint. Yeah. There is no, and that's my point. Showing me a depowered Neo and going, yeah, but you'll see him in the next one. You already missed your opportunity. You have me now. Do it now. What the F happens? That's not going to be around in May. Now. I'm just saying. We, you <laughs> yeah, know. We're, trying to, we're trying to get another trilogy out of this. <laughs> they ain't trying to have Neo solve the world's don't, problems. Then, then and... Don't show me a lukewarm trilogy that you could have done in one film. Show me the one film that's a banger and then make it better. And then make that better. That's a trilogy. You guys slow, slow burn, slow play this shit. You lose me. You just, you're losing everybody. You're going to lose your fan base. And the sad thing about it is, of course, we're still going to watch these movies when they come out. <laughs> so, and, and, and there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those are our thoughts on The Matrix. Between not liking it to thinking it's okay to thinking it's between good and average. But those are our thoughts and feelings. I, mean, I want to ask you guys one last question. Not to say you would have a different experience, but do you think your experience was altered because you did see Spider-Man No Way Home less than a week ago? Yeah. Mine definitely was. 100%. Come on. The bar is set so high. Nothing could compare. I literally thought about that, too. After the movie concluded, I said, you know, I'd probably feel a little, I'd still feel the way I feel, but I'd feel a little better about this. If it came out the week before Spider-Man. I was not excited last night. When I turned it on, my excitement changed towards the Matrix because I'm still thinking about Spider-Man. Like, I should be like, I can't wait to turn on HBO Max. I was like, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'm still jonesing off the Spider-Man. <laughs> I wonder what the reaction was in the theater for this. Like, That's were people question. like up in their seats, like clapping, applauding, like really hyped up? But where yeah. was the moment you clap and applaud? Yeah, there is none. There was none. Yeah, there was none. Like, if they had actually 
somehow managed to dupe us that Lawrence Fishburne was in the film. And then they unveiled him at a certain point. That's a clap. You'd have got a clap and a plot. That would have happened. There wasn't a hype moment here. You know, there wasn't even a, that's what I'm saying. There wasn't even a moment where we saw Neo be Neo. So we could get excited for that. That's the hard part, right? To to see a character and you already know his full potential. So you're kind of, you're ahead of the story, the entire movie. Because you know his potential. But the problem was they go to the dojo, him and liquid metal man version of morpheus smith smithius go to the dojo and they show us something and this is still pretty early on in the film they show us a power set that we never saw in neo and we go holy shit when this guy finally lets go he's gonna blow this world in the warehouse we were like y'all about to see it y'all about to see it it didn't happen it didn't happen it didn't happen the whole film it never happened so what was the point yeah, I'm sorry. No, we got back no, no. to we got back to the we got back in. Well, that's what we're here for. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Whereas it's hard to have an audience knowing that this guy is Superman. But that's my thing about like the the Batman Bane fight. If you show me a Batman when he was fighting Bane for the first time, and you're like, "Yo, Batman is off the rails right now," then there's there's this threat a level assessment where he might actually win the fight, and then when he doesn't. Now you got real. Now you got real storytelling at its finest. You knew he was going to lose going into that fight. Where's the Neo that stands a chance here? That's yo. What is this power set? And if they gave him that, then the next thing they need to do is make a villain who's who's stronger. And the powers were the powers were also inconsistent because he was going toe to toe with the new Agent Smith, and he held his own. So it's like, so you are new Neo, or aren't you new Neo? They don't. Yeah. It's kind of is the power. I mean, how sick how sick would it have been if Neo was able to counteract the bullet time? I was waiting for that. Yes, I was waiting when he was was. just like to just walk. Everybody was, and that was the problem with the film. Everybody was waiting for Neo, who we know we know he's the one at this point, y'all. We went through freaking nine hours of movies with you. We know he's the one, and video games and animatrix. We went through all this content. And you never once in Matrix 4 gave us the one. And I'm not saying Trinity didn't matter, but there was one mother effort that really, really mattered for this film to succeed, (laughs) and you never gave it to us? And to bring him to his lowest form in the beginning. Like, you only bring a character like that to his lowest form because you're going to see him take off. Hello? Yeah. There's no other reason. There's no reason to watch him in a bathtub with a rubber ducky on his head unless he's going to freaking take off at the end. (laughs) Right, that's right. And then break bullet time. He's like, bullet time? I created bullet time. Hello. Hello. Hell freaking low. Yes, and that's what I'm getting. And if you're going to show us that dojo scene and then never even coming close to touching a power set like that, well, why'd you show us the dojo scene 30 minutes into the movie? I I was waiting for him to break bullet time, and the boss fight is him versus the analyst. How? That's the boss fight. Yeah. While they're fighting off the zombie, you know, bot. Instead, what what happens? Smith, not Smith, new Smith, Playboy Smith walks in, just shoots him six times? That's kind of like when Catwoman just killed Bane. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) alert. (laughs) Right? Like, you've been waiting for this fight the whole movie. Bane broke Batman's neck. Batman's squaring off against Bane, and Catwoman just comes in and shoots With a bazooka on a bike. It's like, well, what were we waiting for here? And that's the problem with this film. Fair enough. They never gave us the one. They never gave us the one. If you gave us the one even once... We'd be sitting here only talking about you're like ah the movie, but what? But that moment there was the Dude. never that moment. It if even happened. at the end, 
it was Neil the one snapping his fingers and making like the analyst sit up straight. That would have still no, it was, gave us like it was yeah something. it was Trinity though it would have gave us something if it was if it was him because we're like we get to see him be the one at least once <laughs> in this man yeah they had me hyped up when they when they got out of the um the cafe whatever it was when they got to the street and my man was about to start flying I'm like this is it this is it and he was like nah I'm like you know nah. what <laughs> if it wasn't for this podcast I would turn this <laughs> off but you know what him not flying is amazing. If we see him get to be the one <laughs> later. I mean, we you're right. Yeah, have if, to. It's, if it's stakes that need it, then you compromise Trinity in a position that, again, every time he needs Mojo, she's the source of it. So then not only is he going to fly, he's going to pull some Superman, turn this world around. <laughs> Where was Neo? You're right. This movie was about Thomas Anderson, not Neo. Oh, that's not what we want to see. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love Clark Kent, you gonna have to put on that suit and fly, baby. <laughs> I ain't about to watch a two-hour movie about Clark Kent going to work. <laughs> Can you imagine a two-hour movie about Clark Kent going to work? Bad boy in Whole Foods when you like Whole Foods. At Whole Foods, he's Lois. He finds out there. Then the end finally opens up as he rips open his shirt and it's just an undershirt underneath. And he's, like, he's never Superman in the whole movie. <laughs> Jack would be pissed. <laughs> Jack might quit the culture. Yeah, you might it. quit the whole culture. Exactly. We see that's, outside Zack Snyder's house. <laughs> it's kind of the movie we watched. That's kind of a great comparison to the movie they made. Man. Wow. This is like an after show. Yes. There's so much. I, I, I think we're done. Yeah. Recommendations. Oh, recommendations. Oh, Chris, I've been waiting for these recommendations, baby. So look, we waited a long time for The Matrix. We waited a long time for a lot of other movies that were a lot better than The Matrix. I'm going to give you a couple. <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple. 29 years we waited for a sequel to Mad Max. We got Fury Road. Bang. Nice. Yeah. Yes, nice. we did. And it worked. Beautiful. Yep. 35 years we waited for Blade Runner. We got Blade Runner 2049. That movie is whack. It was, I liked it. I thought it was good. And then the last, <laughs> the last one. <laughs> I missed that one. I didn't see that one. I missed oh, no. that one. <laughs> and the last one, 54 years we waited. And then we finally got this banger. Mary Poppins Returns. Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> uh, he ain't wrong, man. He ain't wrong about he that. Return. He ain't wrong about the time, but no one to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, you weren't waiting for this. You weren't <laughs> waiting for this. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. Let me pull the Mary Poppins. 19 years we waited, and we got that the Rambo sequel, which was dope. Yes. I've never seen it. Oh, what? It's, Yo, it's man. Gratuitous. I just said, I don't want to see Rambo on a goes, farm. He goes, when killing's as easy as breathing. <laughs> Yo, he's not talking about the farm Rambo. He's talking about no, the one where... Cambodia. He, Oh no! I saw that one. I thought I was talking about the. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That would be yeah, the one. that and that. And no, that how long cool. before we got that, that other Rocky cool. movie? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rocky Yo, Balboa. Balboa. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Movie was sick. So, Yo, so there is a reality where you can pick up a franchise twenty years, fifteen, twenty years later, thirty years later, and give us a banger of a story. Or yes. it could be Anchorman two and Dumb and Dumber two. It can go either way. <laughs> it can go. Uh, you mean way. Dumb and Dumber three? The Dumber Dumber Two well, is twenty. That's another twenty. They had like a little thing in between where they were like the younger versions, but I yeah. mean like the sequel, the Jim Carrey, uh, Jeff Daniels yeah. sequel. Yeah, that was garbage. Um, but nice recommendations, Chris. Okay. Uh, glad to be back. I'm glad you're back. Stop doing yeah. grown up stuff so you can I know. eat stuff with us. I know. I know. <laughs> 
I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, let us know how you feel about the Matrix. You know, we're going to be posting this stuff on Instagram and, and let us know your thoughts and feelings. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know. We want this community to be just thriving and just going back and forth. We love this stuff. You can catch us on Instagram, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. On Facebook, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Leave a like, review, download, man. Help this algorithm. We want to get into as many headphones, as many speakers as possible. We'll be back, same back time, same back channel. Busted makes me feel good. <laughs> How long have you been waiting a while? <laughs> Sit on that for a while. <laughs> oh, show. Oh, show. Oh, man.